Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I am joined by one half of your NWA Women's Tag Team Champions, Missa Kate. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic to be speaking with you. You know, we'll obviously start about talking about a pair of upcoming shows coming up for NWA. A, a little bit of a, a, a sad un- connotation to it, but it's ultimately for a good cause. You know, coming up on July 8th and 9th in Highland Park, Illinois, not too far from Chicago, where you're based out of. On July 8th, NWA will be holding the HP Cares for Cooper event, which will benefit eight-year-old Cooper Roberts, who was unfortunately shot in the horrific shooting that happened on the 4th of July parade at Highland Park last year. You know, before we get into the event itself, I know you were born and raised in the Chicago area. So can you kind of talk about the effect that that had on the Highland Park in Chicago community and kind of the efforts to help afterward, I would have to assume. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously anything like any type of shooting or anything that's just you know, anything like that in general hits close to home, but especially when there's kids involved, it it's a little bit more, you know, even more emotional. So, um, unfortunately, a lot of people got hurt or lost their lives or just, it, w- it was very depressing. It was a very, um, very dark time that you could just kind of feel amongst like the entire, even though Highland Park and like how you're saying, Highland Park is right out on the outskirts, but mm-hmm. it's it still traveled over. So it was, uh, it was intense, but I always try to, I think everyone always tries to find a silver lining and to see the community and everybody come together and then see what Billy's doing now with the community and bringing attention to it and all that stuff. Um, so unfortunately a tragedy happened, like you said, but there's a lot of good that came out of it. Yeah. Uh, last year, Billy held a, another fundraiser charity event mm-hmm. for the victims of it. This one, though, is obviously specifically targeting targeting the youngest victim in that horrific event, that being Cooper Roberts. So can you kind of tell us more about the HB Cares for Cooper event coming up and more about the, obviously, initiative behind it? Um, yeah, just kind of a little bit of what I was saying. It's just kind of bringing awareness to what happened that day. And overall, obviously, it's towards Cooper. Um and from what I hear, he's a big wrestling fan, so I'm excited to meet him, and hopefully we're there to make his day, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Um, definitely, if you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're traveling for some reason, flights are really bad right now, so if I you're know. stuck in Chicago, take a lift over and check it out. Yeah, I know. Obviously, you know, at the time of recording us, we're coming up a big event in Canada and Chicago is like kind of like in like directly in the path of yep. a lot of places. So, I mean, oh yeah, we're getting a smog. We're getting yeah, enough. I, 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 I believe it. You know, obviously admission to the charity show is free. I know fans can also get VIP seats if they want to donate a minimum of $75. But the next day, they will also be treated to a round of television tapings for power. Like we said, you were born and raised in Chicago. Can you share some of your favorite memories in the city of Chicago in and outside of wrestling? Ooh, outside? Um... Well, I don't want to encourage bad behavior, so maybe I won't say too many of those. But uh, <laughs> um, but no, just wrestling in Chicago in general. Um, I always say Chicago, no matter what, is the heart of wrestling. Not just indie wrestling, wrestling in general as a whole. Um, because there's so many, there's a lot of diversity. There's a lot of different styles that are welcomed. Um, 
And I think that's something that I love best about wrestling in Chicago or just in this area because you have places that, um, I don't know if it's just Chicago, but from my knowledge, it's a big uh, luchador area. There's lucha shows all over the place. And if you take somebody who's never been to one, it's a very, it's interesting to see their reaction to it. Um, And then you have other places that might be more of the indie style, if people like to say, which is like flashy moves and the acrobatic and crazy stuff like that. And then you have other crowds that are like the old school 80s that, you know, they just want to see like the theatrics. And then you get other crowds that want to do the heart. So it's it's just, it's a very um, educational place to be if you are somebody who's trying to like really become a worker in this business because you kind of learn all different types of styles and psychology and everything that goes along with it. I'm curious, like you said, a a lot of people are enticed or drawn to the Chicago area. I've definitely, it's definitely a hub for a lot of wrestling from what I've seen. You know, you were born, raised there. Now you're working a lot of in and around the Chicago area. Like you said, it's very diversified. So I'm curious for you, who are some performers that within that Chicago kind of hub you enjoy watching or working with? Um trying to think a lot of people so it's cool because i feel like in the recent years um chicago there in a uh not in a bad way but uh indie wrestling right now is extremely oversaturated because i feel like it's in the past few years has become the popular thing again um so everyone's like i want to try uh so um it's really cool that recently um we've been getting more outside talent. So somebody that I'm a fan of that keeps getting brought back to Chicago that's not from Chicago is Brian Keith. Um, he's somebody that, yeah. He's somebody that's just like, he's, I guess, kind of becoming a Chicago name a little bit here. Um, and then you also have people that are from here that maybe don't, you know, they're starting to make their way out more. Um, somebody that I like to mention, Storm Grayson, is somebody that I feel like uh, he's been wrestling longer than I have. Unfortunately, he had an injury that set him back. But he's somebody who's also very talented, and um, I'm glad to see him getting out there more. But, yeah, I feel like right now, if anything, uh, a lot of – there were there were a lot um, – oh, and the Bang Bros tag team. Hello. Sorry. Yeah. I can't go on without mentioning them. But, like, they're a homegrown and – they're an actual like set tag team and they've been traveling together and kind of since they've been training together, they clicked and they're so much fun to watch, but um, I could go on for a minute, but yeah, it's just interesting to see. Cause I feel like there was a spike of a bunch of specifically like Chicago wrestlers mm-hmm. and then a bunch of them got signed or, you know, other yeah. life things happen. And they're like, you know what? I actually want to be a person that, not- <laughs> mm-hmm. so um, yeah, it's just, it's really cool. Yeah, and you know, you're obviously still doing a lot of work around there, but you've also become an integral figure in NWA's women's tag team division and just women's division in general. <laughs> I believe you started making your appearances around late 2021. I remember I remember watching those. I you were teaming with Natalia Markova, I believe, at the beginning of it. But then gradually you became a steady regular. So can you kind of walk us through that journey of how you arrived to the NWA and just gradually I feel like you're like, oh, I I'm here, I'm here to stay. Yeah, so um, 
mine, I know they were looking for women in my name. I kind of got thrown in the hat a little bit there. Um, and there just for whatever reason, just, it wasn't happening, wasn't happening. And then unfortunately lady frost, um, for the pay-per-view or the weekend that you, that I tagged with Natalia, yeah. she was originally, originally supposed to tag with lady frost. Um, lady frost got sick, so she couldn't make it. So I got the phone call. Well, technically a text. Nobody really t- calls on the phone anymore. Fair. But uh, <laughs> Which I'm like, I prefer a phone call. Um, old school. Um, but yeah, so I kind of got the text of like, hey, are you free this week? And I'm like, yes, I am. Um, and then just kind of off to the races there. So yeah, it's very interesting to see where I was kind of like, I didn't even know if I was going to get my foot in the door here to now um, I have this. So yeah. Not too shabby. I'm not, I'm not too mad at it, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, you've worked your way through the rankings and earlier this year, like you alluded to you and, and Maddie, Maddie Rinkowski on the Indies, Maddie and NWA became the NWA women's tag team champions prior to NWA. I don't think you and Maddie ever even touch, you know, she's based around the Texas area, but you know, now you're partners and running strong with the titles. Can you tell us more about this pairing and kind of the evolution of your friendship with Maddie? Yeah, so um, she pointed out to me, too, which I didn't even realize, that weekend that I was first at NWA was her first experience also. Yes. So I'm like, oh, see, everything's, like, meant to happen for a reason. Um, Kind of right off the bat, because her and I were the new kids on the block. So we kind of were, like, because of that, we kind of started a, a little bit of a friendship. Um, And then over time, when we kept getting called back, um we kind of just stuck together and I think between uh and she'll say it a lot too we're both very rough around the edges um I have no filter where she has one a little bit more um included in her anatomy uh but um yeah I just think overall her and I click because of that and we don't we know what you see is what you get sort of thing we're not really going to bs each other um and there's one weekend specifically I was making a joke uh, because it was just kind of like her myself and Kylan were like three amigos just kind of like hanging out but Kylan was doing her thing and uh trying to get the title from Camille um so there's a lot of Maddie and I hanging out and there was a time when her and I went to the ring like before the show just kind of like rolling around and stuff um and I kept making jokes. I was like, we're going to be a tag team one day. And she's like, yeah. Like, you know, she's kind of like, yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. Like, she wasn't opposed to it, but she was just like, all right. Like, I kept saying it. Um, And then it was really funny one day that same weekend. Um, <laughs> I remember, like, I came out of the bathroom because um, we we're getting ready to go. Um, literally wearing pretty much the same outfit. I'm like, if this is not a sign, yeah. And then sure enough, before you know it, they're like, hey, and here we are. So that's my long short story. M M95 is here. I I assume it's because you're both born in 95. I'm born in 97, unfortunately. I don't make the cut. But <laughs> but you it's know, okay. 90s babies for okay, life. I I feel like to you know working so closely with someone now, I'm sure you're bound to learn from or maybe adapt some of her mannerisms and vice versa. So can you kind of tell mm-hmm. us some of the things that you've learned from working with or maybe adopted from working with Maddie? Um, I don't think I'm going to make better facial expressions than her. I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's kind of the queen at that. I have to give her that. I know it's insane. I'm very jealous. Um, 
she, yeah, her and I always say we compliment each other well. And I feel like through that, um, just certain things with myself, um, I'm more of the ground and pound, like technical, like I could still be a goofball, but she's more of the character character. And I think through that, we're evening each other out and then just, you know, just talk, you know, how it goes. You're in a hotel room, you're talking, spitting game, all that fun stuff. So yeah, I guess that's where we're teaching each other certain things. Yeah. Kind of yin and yang a little bit. I feel like it balances each other out, but you do obviously seem to have just a, a natural same aesthetic, at least gear wise or like style wise, maybe. So I, that, I feel like that just complements each other really well, but you know, Maddie has a little show called the side character spotlight. <laughs> obviously you and Maddie are, are the main characters here, but who would you say are the current side characters in your story right now? Ooh, um, oh, um, Oh, um like as far as like <laughs> hold on let's go a couple different ways uh, I know <laughs> <laughs> so I would say um definitely the main side characters are pretty empowered which are people that we will be wrestling o- over the weekend in Highland Park um there's a bunch of little kids trying to act like they're not but they're just they need to sit down <laughs> it's the little kids for me <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, this is this is a big girls game. Like yeah. go back to the playground, play with your play-doh, your Legos and That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. You know, it, it's obviously you two have captured tag team gold, but I mean, what other what else are you envisioning and goals for M95 right now this year? Um, I always say we have two arms and there's two other women's title belts available. So, why not have m95 take all of the gold um but yeah so i mean that's one goal for both of us but i think ultimately her and i want to bring attention to women's tag teams um there aren't a they're they're starting to emerge a little bit um there's a few but um there aren't any like set female tag team so we're kind of hoping to inspire and kind of like bring that out because you know we want competition you know they're not going to beat us but we they can try um so just I guess kind of from that overall um because there's been such like I feel like there's been when it comes to women's tag teams it's like oh and so we're kind of hoping to hit a wave and kind of like make sure when it when we're involved, that wave doesn't come down. Now, you mentioned, you know, you want all the gold. Now, the question is, which one do you go after? Do you go after the Beast Camille for the women's world title? Or do you go after Kenzie for the women's television title? That that That's the question. Who goes after what? That's a good question. We'll have to rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, we can both. We can both try and then whoever gets whatever first, you know, that's a a fair point. Fair and square down the middle. But, you know, as you, you know, outside of the NWA bubble, you know, you're still looking to cement and build your career too on the independence and all of that. So for you as a singles competitor, what are you kind of aiming for in this next chapter? So kind of not tag team wise, but what are you hoping for yourself as a singles competitor going forward in this next chapter? Um, throughout like wrestling in general, not just MWI, I just kind of want to branch out, um, 
go to different countries. I want to learn other styles. Um, I do want to personally dive deeper into intergender wrestling, wrestling, uh, wrestling. Um, I've dabbled in it here and there throughout my career. Um, but yeah, that's something I guess, intergender wrestling and kind of, um, telling more stories overall, telling more stories. You know, I am curious, kind of from your own collection of matches, we do what's called a watch list feature here. So from your own collection of matches, has there been a particular match or moment of yours that you feel really proud of or you think has maybe had the best story? Oh, good question. Um, Unfortunately, on the indies, there aren't a lot of... There's not a lot of storytelling because of how everything works out. Yeah. Um, I will say there was, I guess when I started, um, I'll go back to that. Sure. Um, the storyline that I had was myself, um, Ari Akuma, who we're team, uh, intergender, right? Uh, team Hazard against the following, which at the time was uh, Jesus Bryce, Pariah, war bear and she is now known as cora jade but at the time she was Elena black. black yeah mm-hmm. so we had a nice little storyline at kaiju where i might have been kidnapped put in a cage mm-hmm. um licked blood got blood licked off my face um i had my hands tied um it was just very interesting so if you could find it somewhere go check it out but that was uh especially that early on in my career when you get a taste of like telling a story and the company at the time was not a major indie company, but I still now at shows, people come up to me be like, Oh, you were that girl that got kidnapped. I was like, (laughs) yeah, that was me. Uh, So it's really cool. Cause I'm like, that's, I guess why I fell in love with wrestling as a storytelling. So the fact that that was four or five years ago Mm -hmm. and people remember it and still bring it up and they'll bring up stuff where I'm like, Oh, I don't even remember doing that, but that was cool um so that's really neat do you remember what company it was for uh kaiju attack wrestling um not the kaiju that everybody yeah (laughs) knows um it was short-lived i think they're only around for like a little over a year or so okay well yeah you quickly made a, a a an intense story out of that you know especially at this point you'd only been in for a couple years um into mm-hmm. wrestling at that point so that's kind of cool you kind of get to experiment that's another facet of wrestling that i love you get to like experiment on the indies and like do all these cool things where you have a little bit more creative freedom but to kind of close things out you know obviously you're surrounded by a lot of awesome women in the nwa locker room but who are some women for you in your personal and professional life that kind of inspire or empower you um people that i actually have contact with um that's not like you know so i'll say this i'll say growing up in general people that i looked up to like celebrities or whatever you want to call it um lucille ball is one of they're all redheads ironically (laughs) um but lucille ball is one of them um lita is another one um so kind of like looking up to them how they conduct themselves and just how they you know their careers um as far as inside of wrestling now that i'm a part of it maria canales another redhead um (laughs) 
She's somebody I told her and Mike Canellis. I adopted them as my wrestling parents. They don't really have a choice. Um, but there are some people um, that I go to for advice and they're very honest and it's nice to know um, that they have my best intent. They don't have anything to get out of me. Yeah. So I truly know they're trying to help and they that's who they are as people. Um, they just kind of want everybody to succeed and that's something that I believe in. So it's amazing meeting people that are like, hey, we could all grow together. Um, and then a final person I'll mention, uh, Robert Anthony, Robert Ego Anthony. He's somebody who actually, uh, he's the one that got my foot in the door at NWA. So he's somebody else who also um, is very <laughs> brutally honest with me, which I love and I need that. Um, but somebody that I, he helps a lot with the business side of this, which I was completely ignorant of because I was just like, yeah, I love wrestling. Yeah. I could freak athletics out but people don't realize like i remember hearing in podcasts like oh wrestling is only 10 percent of it like what are you talking about i'm like how can the wrestling be only 10 percent of it and i was like crap like once i got in it was yeah. so true it's in it's just psychology yeah, so, presentation business travel yeah yeah, yeah. that's just yeah you need <laughs> you need to be your own agent you need to be your own manager you need to be your own personal trainer you your need to marketing. be marketing your own marketing exactly yeah. it's like my salary i should have multiple salaries right yeah now. yeah but yeah yeah but you know i i'm curious kind of quickly you know you mentioned mike and maria i absolutely adore them you know they've mm -hmm. been doing so much and being mentors to people inside the wrestling space while they're still active themselves what are some of the things that they have kind of taught you that still sticks with you um I guess overall, the most important thing is, you know, you're going to have people that are going to have their vision of you, but always stay true to you. So you're always going to have people, oh, I don't like how you did that. Oh, I don't like how this looks. Oh, I don't like the, you know, just constantly and trying to change you and stuff like that. And, you know, it's hot and they, like they say, they change could be good and if it's like if this isn't going to hurt you and this is not something that's like um that you don't believe in it's like not against your morals then you know worst case try it out if it doesn't work it doesn't work or if it's something that you're really like no this is something that's me I'm not changing that don't be scared to say that too so that's something um I guess be true to yourself and just knowing that people like them and people that really uh, support you um, and understand you and all that fun stuff have your back. So, um, yeah, just be true to yourself. Yeah, and I mean that's that's especially hard to do in 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 wrestling. But you know, standing your ground and kind of knowing your worth too is another part of it. But you know, this has been a pleasure chatting with you. Before we let you go, can you let the listeners know where they can find you on your socials? I got, um, I'm horrible about this. All right, ready? It's okay. Find me, Miss Kate 11 at um, Instagram and Twitter. It's the same handle. M-I-S-S-A-K-A-T-E. Yes, my name is pronounced Missa, not Misa. I've never seen Star Wars, so. Oh, really? Um, oh, maybe I'm not a Star Wars fan, so I wouldn't have even known that, but. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, everyone always calls me, they're like, Misa Kate. I'm like, no, it's Missa. M-E makes me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so if you go to either Twitter or Instagram, I have a 
is it called a, a link link tree is it a link link tree i keep saying linkedin and maddie keeps making fun of my ass um but yeah link tree and that kind of just gives you fun stuff as far as like merch exclusive content i have a donut candle um in there somewhere but yeah go check those out and don't forget to check out Miss Kate coming up at NWA's pair of shows coming up at Highland Park, Illinois on July 8th and 9th. Obviously, we will have NWA Power Televisions on the 9th, but the day before is the special event called HP Cares for Cooper to benefit Cooper Roberts. Missa, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Get your ticks at nwatix.com. Mm-hmm. Missa, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. This was fun.